Hey, well, today we got Lonesome Matt Lormer on the podcast. If you don't know Matt, he was a longtime Camero resident that regularly attended city council meetings and often spoke. And he didn't always have the kindest words for Camero's so-called leaders. Matt never shied away from speaking his mind, and he ain't scared to let the status quo know how he feels when he thinks improvement at the government level is needed. And in the case of Camarillo, it's desperately needed. Matt's always been a man of the people, and he's donated a lot of his time helping the hungry, the homeless, and the elderly. For years, he loaded up his truck with as much food as it would carry, and, on a weekly basis, would donate to whoever needed it. Old folks' homes, Moose Lodge, the American Legion, senior centers, and he performed this pay-it-forward style. Matt also supported Measure M, a term limit petition I co-authored a couple years ago to get term limits at the city level here in Camarillo. He pounded the pavements, knocked on doors, and placed random Measure M signs all over town. Matt also ran for city council a couple times. And although he didn't win, mainly because he didn't have the funds needed in such a marathon, he got to know some politicians on a personal level here in town and was kind enough to drop by the podcast not long ago to explain it all. All right, welcome to the podcast. Today I have a special guest, Matt Lorimer. He's a former Camarillo resident and concerned citizen. He served the community as the loud voice of the quiet people of Camarillo down at Camarillo City Hall. He's also a community volunteer. Uh, Matt, how's it going, man? Good to have you on the show. Real good, David. I want to thank you for being on the podcast today. Uh, well, hey, it's my pleasure, man. All of them... Uh, all them public comments you do down at City Hall has uh, ruffled some feathers and uh, got some uh, some people down, some status quo people in a tizzy. Uh, sometimes that's what it takes to get people uh, up to the snuff to get things done for the people because talking doesn't always bring results. There's been a lot of talking over the years, and if people were satisfied, they wouldn't have uh, got rid of three people off the city council, Mr. Morgan, Jan McDonald, and Bill Little. That's right. Um before we get into that, let's do a little bit about your background. Now, how long have you lived in Camarillo? Uh, I've lived in Camarillo since uh, 1994 in the Lamplighter Mobile Home Park. And uh, what is your background in, in your, your occupation? Uh, my occupation was I worked for Home Depot for 17 years, and then I ended up working for a company, uh, Noble Mountain uh, Christmas Trees, and I'm a vendor which... Uh, we provide Christmas trees, which is called pay-by-scan, to Home Depots in the Valley, San Fernando Valley. So you, you've been living here since 1994. Uh, obviously, you moved to Texas, what, a year ago? Yes, sir. Uh-huh. And so, so you started living here in 94. And when did you start talking at City Hall, at public comments, about? Uh, what brought me down to City Hall, let's go into it. Um, the, what happened is the park was sold. And the rents were going up. The mobile, the mobile home the, park. Yeah, the mobile home park. And the rents were going up. And I went down. We were trying to get a rent control because the difference between this and apartments is the people buy the coach. And they have the space rent. And the, uh, the space rents were about to go up. They wanted to raise them $600. And um, we tried to get rent control. And that process brought me into... Going down to City Hall and uh, basically watching City Council meetings, and I became interested in how they 
uh, do their business and I started noticing a trend where uh, things in the city weren't being done and what I mean by not being done is um, we're familiar with the firehouse um, that was one aspect of it uh, the fact is there's been scandals the fiesta scandal and over a period of time there's been a lot of issues that don't quite get done and I believe it's a DNA problem at City Hall well, you know, um, the worst one of the worst things that happened to Camarillo was when we lost the Camarillo Daily News, and that newspaper covered everything goings on in, in, in town. We lost that, and then, you know, the VC Star, you can't really count on them. I mean, you can't get a box score from last night's baseball game until like three days later. And the Acorns only weekly. Um, I think it'd be nice if we had our own newspaper to hold the councilman and the status quo of the city's feet to the fire, so at least they have a beat. You know, someone, someone from the newspaper could would go would go down to Camarillo City Hall and just you know cover what happens at the at the at the meetings every other week, and then maybe interview someone such as yourself or Barb Williams or Chris Zeller or someone who go, Roy Via, someone who goes down and talks. Well, we don't have that anymore. So there's no so the the city council has never been transparent because they don't have to be. No one holds their feet to the fire. Uh, I, I agree with that. I believe that they've been in office for such a long time. You've had councilmen in office for many years. And what happens is you tend to not work for the people. You end up working for yourself. And when you vote your own pay raises in, when, you're, uh, when you basically are more interested in the people who are going to donate to your election, when you don't understand the needs of the people, and the people... Uh, you know, today's a vastly different environment. Today, we, we have houses that are $600,000. It takes $100,000 down. You got to make $135,000. Both people are working. They have kids. They don't have time. Limited money supply. Uh, their interest sometimes is not the city. The only way it affects them is when they're going to, if something major happens, like the Canal Creek project, what brought everybody to the woodworks. When it affects somebody uh, in a way that is going to affect their quality of life, everybody in the woodworks will come out. But on a weekly basis, the council, nobody's keeping an eye on how they're conducting business, how they're treating employees. You know about uh, in the past the city had an employee that sued. Um, they have an ongoing issue. And... You know, one of the things at city council, they set goals all the time. One of the things they never talk about every year is how to reduce lawsuits. Yeah, there were several lawsuits. The, the first one in my, in my memory that I remember was the guy at, uh, who was a code enforcement officer when Bruce Fang was, uh, was a city manager. So that guy sued. I can't remember his name. And then the Cooney lawsuit. And then the Fiesta scandal with the guy stealing money. And then there was a cover-up. The, that is very true, and, and the, the big issue with the city is they deal with it in the moment, but when you ask them questions, uh, Mr. Pyrrhic, um, the city attorney, city attorney, and you bring in the fact that the last election, which was in 18, that Mr. Morgan was going around pretending he was a code enforcement officer at gas stations, there's pictures of it, the city attorney flat out said, I'm not going to investigate it, I'm not going to get an outside investigator. The problem with the city has been going on for a long time is uh, they never want to correct the problems and they don't put anything in writing 
and every crisis moves to the next crisis and there's no standard rules for councilmen there's no standard rules for employees I mean on and on and go Habitat for Humanity didn't have a license for 35 years we had a resident they did shoddy work and what did they do the city council offered a contract the uh, right after like a year and you know they were found to uh, by the contractors board not to have a license not to have permits and there is no standard at City Hall and the, the issue is it's not just replacing city councilmen but it's time to ha have an elected uh, city manager a city attorney and I think we need a, a citizen revisory committee and they should not be elected by the city council they should be independent they sh and they should uh, deal with the raises they should deal with the conduct of councilmen, the conduct of the city attorney, there's no oversight. And so when we look at this, you're looking at like a third world dictatorship and maybe not in the physical sense of abusing its uh, citizens, but in the verbal sense, and the, it is kind of abuse because citizens are not being taken care of. We don't, you know, a senior center for years. Yeah, go into that, talk about that. The senior center is one of the hardest things. You know, when I ran for city council, I walked this community. I didn't just put out ballots and say, hey, vote for me. I walked this community. And the senior center was, if you look at it, it's not ADA compliant. You can't fit wheelchairs through the door. The roof leaks. Uh, it's overcrowded. Um, oh, it's, it's just, it's, it's archaic. I mean, the Moose Lodge comes in there several times a year to cook meals. And the last several times we've been in there, I mean, the, the kitchen is intact, but uh, half the equipment in there is red flagged or red tagged by, by code enforcement, health, the health code for health code violations. Well, and, and here's the deal. The park district was formed before the city. They're a special district. Every city, Thousand Oaks, Moore Park, Simi, if you did your look, they get a quarter of a million dollars or more. Simi actually gives more and Thousand Oaks gives more. The city of Camarillo gives nothing for years. And I've been an advocate. I said, you guys need to build a senior center. And what they did recently is atrocious. They didn't want to build a senior center, so they came out, let's do a study session. Let's, let's have everybody's opinion. Let's really see if anybody wants a senior center. When that came back, it also came back with a list of a gym, all kinds of stuff. And now we're looking at a project that, you know, a senior center should have cost 8 to $10 million, and now we're looking at $35 million. And now they want to float a bond, put the park district in possible jeopardy, the city in jeopardy. The point is they should build a senior center. But again, uh, are they really intent on building a senior center? Are they intent on killing this project? And you know what it is? They have a horrible track record. This desalination plant, 15 years. The firehouse. And you know what it is? They never seem to fix the core problem of time management. You know, they need to set goals. How about fixing time management? And if you don't get the job done as a city councilman or city manager, your pay should be cut 30%. And if you don't get it done in that time period, you should lose the pay. It's time to hold people accountable. The problem with uh, local government Camarillo is people talk and talk, but we don't get results. It's time to put new ballot initiatives on the ballot and uh, the city council I believe needs to be stripped of some uh, powers and I think by an electing a city manager a city attorney uh, they can't protect each other therefore they limit their ability to cover up uh, things that happen in the community 
Uh, yeah, well, I mean, speaking of city council, you ran for a city council position twice, right? Uh, three times. Three times. <coughs> and uh, I got it to... So why did you decide to run? I mean, just obviously... Or well, you, or you, you pretty much just told me. It's like things need to be changed, and you thought, well, I can do a hell of a lot better job than what we got. Well, I found out... Um, during the time I ran, that they don't have the, they don't, this city does not have the people's interests. It's one thing to do a few things for the citizens. It's another thing to ignore the biggest demographic. Again, the seniors. They pay more taxes than anybody. We have, we have a new sports complex, soccer field. We have a lot of things. But the citizen who's been paying the most taxes is the retired people of this community. And we can't build a damn senior center. And the thing is, uh, there's always an excuse, a reason. You know something? Uh, people get fired. When you work for a company, you don't produce, you get fired. There's consequences. And the problem is, is they believe they're in their own, you know, the city of Camarillo believes they're their own uh, nation. And they don't have to follow the rules. They don't have to investigate anything. They don't have to get things done because they vote in their own raises. And let me remind you, uh, if we don't, uh, start having pension reform, we're going to be like Ventura where the streets are bad and the fire department, they had to close down the fire department, the city of Oxnard. Uh, let me tell you something, Camarillo, this, these, they'll, they'll pass on the problem to the next generation. And you know something, when you can't get services and the streets aren't repaired because they didn't address um, pension reform, pension reform means that uh, they, the, city, the city employees need to kick in 25-30%. All new employees should not be on this system. All throughout California, we've seen how cities are affected. These, when they retire, they eat up the budget, and there's only one thing that happens. Your taxes get increased. Right, and the, the salaries on City Hall are unbelievable. And now, first of all, I'm excluding the city council, the city manager, the city attorney. I mean, most people down at City Hall, I mean, heck, if I could get a job at City Hall making six figures at a computer all day, I'd do it. You can't blame someone trying to get a job like that, especially if you live in town. It's an easy commute. But, you know, if you look at Transparent California, it lists all their salaries and their benefits. And then there's a little word up there that says other. So you look up Joe Blow, shows a salary, you know, $110,000 a year, and then benefits, blah, 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 $40,000 worth of benefits or whatever that is. And then other. And the other will have like 30,000. Well, what does other mean? What is that? That's not being transparent. And, you know, for our city uh, manager to make more money than most governors of the, of, 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 of the states of this country is unbelievable to me. I mean, here you got a community. The Camarillo city population is only about 70,000 within the city limits. Now, I'm not including Santa Rosa Valley or Mission Oaks or uh, uh, the Heights. You probably have over 100,000 people living around Camarillo, Salmas. But for the city attorney to make more money than, say, the governor of Kentucky, I think is unbelievable or unreal. It's way too high. Well, and, I, and, then, and then the city council members, they, they vote for their own raises. Like you said, they've, they've done it several times. Well, we're on a 2% raise. Oh, well, isn't that nice? You can wish I could give myself a 2% raise. Very valid points. The The... One of the things we're missing in this country, and I think we've nailed the head on the, the what you're saying, David, is um, it seems like you get into office, 
you take care of everybody wa uh, watches each other protects them when they do wrongdoing uh, and, you know some of the councilmen don't even show up mr. Kildee uh, Susan prime example they'll show up and they're they they don't do their homework they don't read they say I agree with mr. Tremblay they don't do the work but you're right uh, the salaries have become like you get in the office and then you just you keep bloating your salaries and I mean what American what person in the city camera could vote for their own pay raise keep adding on benefits and hooking themselves up and the taxpayers don't I mean they suffer and and you and today the cost of living out here is, is extreme right it's so expensive as it is and the average the average resident has to basically you know take it in the nose having lived in such a beautiful place as Southern California in the first place, and that's, that's, that's bad enough. And now we got to pay all these, these unbelievable salaries to somebody sitting behind a computer all day. I mean, some of these people at City Hall, I mean, most of which are really good people. I'm talking about the, the workers down there. I'm not, I mean, again, I'm excluding the manager, the attorney, and the, and the city council. But, and I can't blame anybody. Once again, I have to, I can't blame any, anybody for taking a salary like that. But they shouldn't make more money than a cop or a fireman or a teacher or a nurse. Well, and, and here's the thing. We know what's going to happen. It doesn't take a genius to figure out that other cities in Ventura County that have high salaries and these people retire, it's going to put a lot of pressure on the budget and th something has to give. Taxes have to go up or you have to cut services. And the bottom line is there's been no reform. This has been going on forever. And um, it goes throughout. I think um, it's a big problem in, in a lot of in California. You don't see this in other states as much, and uh, and I'm not saying it doesn't happen. But here, the problem is clearly identified: is uh, the salaries are way too high, and um, and the thing is, when I was running, I asked too. I think we need to a labor matrix, and what that does in business. They actually follow a person around and see how long it takes them to do their job. You know, currently they, they, they hire somebody and they estimate and they base it all out. But we don't really know what they do with their time. You know, they spend a lot of their time with developers and stuff like that. But when you dig into it, you got to ask yourself, um, is it necessary? There are a lot of people looking for jobs. Could we cut the city manager? Could we cut? I mean, he, you know. He's somewhere in the three hundred thousand dollar range. When you take all the benefits and everything else, could we hire a guy for a hundred thousand uh, dollars to do just as good a job, reduce future costs, or a better job, I or mean, a better he's job? He's not the best city manager. I mean, and yeah, exactly. We need somebody who has a fire. You're right. And how about someone who lives in Camarillo? <coughs> well, he doesn't even live in Camarillo. How can he manage a city and don't even live there? Drive around it. Well, and Dave Norman, you have to admit, who is responsible for? Who is responsible for selling that firehouse? Who is responsible for dealing with the Fiesta scandal? The city manager, he's supposed to manage the, the issues. And, you know, in any given city council meeting, uh, when he's asked, do you have anything to say? He's not a cheerleader. He's not trying to cut costs. This city manager, along with Bruce Fink, when was the last time you heard him at a city council go, we're going to look into cutting costs. We're going to have pension reform. Right. We're going to right. go in because why is it so important? As you're, if you're a citizen, Camarillo, you have to realize that 
all the cities around us are facing pension problems. And Ventura, um, the streets are not paved. Uh, they had to close down a, a, an engine company. Oxnard's in trouble. They had runaway city council members. This is real easy, folks. I'm going to be honest with you. You need to put it on the ballot. You need to have a citizen committee that should handle all the pay increases. And they should be able to hold a councilman or anybody at City Hall accountable and go in front of a committee. They shouldn't have any ties to City Council. They shouldn't be going, spending time with them in any manner. They should be independent. And it's just like the government. We have the Congress and Senate. But the thing is, um, make it defined uh, what you need to do in the city at, to prevent what happens to other cities around us. I mean, I think it's a big concern. And... Um, I don't think, I think they they don't get it. And I, I think, you know, we just have a lot of... They get it, they just don't care. They don't care. Uh, they don't it's, care. And it's easy not to care and get paid that kind of money. That's true. That's true. And they don't... They, they, being on the city council used to be, I shouldn't say a pleasure, but it was a unique position to be in because you served your little constituents and you would represent what your constituents wanted. You're kind of like the leader of a group of you know, however many, a small village, a town of a thousand, what have you. But they don't do that. And it used to be, that's a kind of a blue-collar men, uh, mentality or attitude. But now that's the point, and it's been going on for years, they have their city council meetings catered with food. And it was food from out of town. At least keep the food in town. I mean... Is it, is it true or is it not true that when leaving city council meetings, Kevin Kildee just pretty much takes all his food to go? That's been an, uh, an ongoing uh, issue, and, and I agree. I mean, uh, what has gone on, mismanagement. Look at the Camaro Ranch, the, a prime example of mismanagement. Uh, it was started by Bill Little. Uh, the issues with taking care of people and giving grant money to family members and then now we're in a situation where this, the Camarillo Ranch is run by the Camarillo Ranch Foundation. Uh, they make over a million dollars a year. They pay no rent. They have, uh, uh, they overpay their friends and whoever else is on that board. There's no accountability. They show up to, uh, recently, um, they showed up to an ad hoc meeting. Um, and, you know, and basically you had Charlotte Craven and the newer councilman. It's Sean. Sean. And uh, they said, we don't know how to operate the ranch. That, we was, don't. that was Charles Devlin and Martin yeah. Daly. Yeah, Martin Daly didn't say, I don't know how to read PLs. I don't know how to run a banquet facility. So let me see if I know. Who appointed them? Right. City councilmen appointed them. And so now this has been going on since uh, April. And when you look at this, you've got to ask yourself a question. These people should be fired. Either close the organization down, have the board members fired, find a new organization, but this is really poor government. And considering Sean is one of the new members of the city council, you got Susan and you got um, Tony, you got to ask yourself, where you ran and told people in their face that you were going to bring accountability to City Hall. Uh, you know what it is? These people somehow, maybe they're friends they play golf with, but if they're not doing a job, you got to fire them. you got to clean it up. I mean, taxpayers, they pay no rent. They lose money. The, the they ranch just lost $12,000 in July. That's right. And also, if you go over there, uh, they were storing furniture for years. I mean, 
they don't care about taxpayers. It's all about them and there's no accountability. And this is an example why the problem goes further than just councilmen. It, it starts with the city manager. He, uh, it starts with the city attorney. It's the DNA at City Hall. And the only way to do it is really we need reform. And the reform is going to come in the thing of um, basically the citizens need a ballot initiative. And I really believe that you got to make it an elected position, the city attorney and the city manager. They're going to tell, everybody's going to tell you can't. Well, that's the last, that, you're right, but that's the last thing they, they want. Well, I mean, even Susan and Sean. Centennial and Molche, they they put a, a poll on their Facebook site asking the people of Camarillo, hey, what do you do you want to vote for your mayor or not? And overwhelmingly on both the city of the, the residents of Camarillo said, all right, we want to vote for our mayor, and then, then they turn around and vote against it. They still want the musical chairs. Yeah, well, you know what it is. They want to play. They want to be mayor. They want to play mayor. It's like playing banker or well, playing house. And, and let's put it this way, you know, people ask why. You know, I'm in Texas. I live in Texas. I spent many years here in Camarillo, and you know nobody scratched my back. Uh, I can tell you when I ran, everybody wants to hand you a check, and, and they want to cover their ass. I I'm not that person. I care about the community. I've spoken up because the things that happen here will affect the quality of life for not this generation, for many Next generations. Generation, yeah. And the only way to clean up this is there's a DNA problem, and it starts with the city manager, the city attorney, the the staff who make recommendations. Last night was a prime example. There's a developer who hasn't developed property. Right. So tell us what happened last night. So last night, here's a prime example. The developer comes in. Uh, he he he's the son of the father who passed away. They couldn't build homes. He he didn't know how to probably to move forward on this thing was approved to build homes on this site um and basically do you know where the site is um i'm not i can't remember offhand but i remember site there it's somewhere near the uh airport area and that general facility and um you know you look at it and you you say to yourself i want another extension and then susan during the thing said hey well why do you want an extension because the land will be more valuable but the point is uh you know i said hey look how many times are you going to work for developers instead of the people camarillo i mean look uh you're basically saying we're gonna we're working for the develop the staff was pushing for this oh you guys should do it the staff is trying to control whatever the developers want and their interests are if I can get more money at City Hall, I'm going to get raises. I can have bigger pensions. And we can just keep this thing going. And, you know, I, I don't think they have the needs and understand the people. This is not about yeah, developers. They, they don't give a damn. They're playing Monopoly. Yep, I agree. They're playing, they're playing the real version of Monopoly. Uh, and, and you know that they're, they're in bed with the developers and not in bed with the, the citizens of Camarillo. Because, because, hey, you get up there and talk. Barb Williams gets there and talk. You go up there and talk, you get three minutes. A guy in a fancy suit comes up there, he gets all day, hours, literally, about what he wants. And by God, he always gets it. Always. Well, and here's the thing. You know... Uh, they're not very good at saying no. They're not. And let's put it this way. We haven't put reforms on it. Charlotte Craven and a couple of councilmen have gone on record before after they've been caught and... 
they they're having private phone calls. Some of them are having private meetings. Are they having lunches, dinners? I don't know because we don't have any standards in the city. We don't say you're not allowed <laughs> to to meet with people who have a financial gain. And you have to put it in writing. You have to have a strong win words. But when the city manager won't do that, he won't do anything. The reason why the whole system is created that you protect me, I'll give you a pay raise. You protect me, I will stand up for you as a city councilman. So what you've created is a system where everybody protects each other, and that way nothing ever gets done. And everybody scratches each other back. I mean, Classic and good old boy network, man. Well, it is. And let's put it this way. It's not working. And uh, the reason it's not working, what were we doing? The most disgraceful thing happened. Um, you know, we celebrated September 11th. Okay, over 3,000 Americans died in Pennsylvania, New York, and the Pentagon. The city council put nothing, the city manager, nothing on the website. No media was informed. They didn't even have anything to, 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 for the loss of lives. No program, nothing. You know what they were doing at 10 a.m.? They were pushing the DeSalter. Their own private DeSalter meeting. And do you know why they want to push the DeSalter? It's election time in a year from now. And they want to say, oh, look what we got done. But you know something? Well, it took them 20-something years. Oh, yeah. It's in poor taste. <laughs> it's, you not, know? it's in very poor taste. But I mean, it's, not like they, it's not like they just got something done and... Uh, yeah, it's 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 been taking six months or a year. No, 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 it's been like fifteen years. I mean, it's been a long time. Well, and let's remind you, they had to backtrack uh, through the project because they were going to build fancy walls. And uh, if you're a citizen, you can you can go for Public Records Act. They were going to add made this into the Taj Mahal. They had to go back and cut money. In fact, this they're still going to put a classroom in there. So the point is. Um, not only did they not care about the taxpayers and controlling the costs, this is a theme with them. 15 years, they bought a firehouse so they could open a restaurant. The theme is always the same. And the theme is... More that, for them, less for everybody else. That's right. And they, and they use taxpayer dollars and they don't... You know what it is? They've never been held accountable on time management. And the thing is, they get in these projects and they go on for years. And this is... And, and I think it does affect the citizens. You got to look at a boarded-up firehouse for for over 15, 20 years, twenty-something years, twenty it? years, and you look at it and you ask yourself, why the hell can't these people do it? And what does Charlotte Craven say? Oh, well, we had to go through LAFCO and we had to go through. You know something? Just doze it. You're you're an American, right? If your if your kid needed braces or they needed something, would would you wait fifteen years? That's the question you have to ask yourself as a citizen. If you needed something important in your family, would it take you fifteen years to fix your car, like building the salter? Would it take you uh, years to figure out what to do with a courthouse or a library? Most families don't operate in this fashion, and that's what people understand: the bread and butter. A lot of this, they want to manish, they don't want to answer people, they want to hide, they want to play games, and I think people are tired of it. I think so too, and and uh, think of the nonprofits in town, the so-called nonprofits. I, I'm doing quotes in the air as I speak that they give our money to, our well, money away too. Well, exactly. We could talk about nonprofits. every year. They have a cycle. They award money. Uh, they get money from the federal government uh, or the state. And a combine, and they give money. 
But one of the things they don't do is some of these organizations are not in Camarillo. They have made no effort to have a workshop every year. They have made no work, uh, no effort to try to keep jobs here. You know, last night, uh, Mr. Tremblay voted against this project, and he said, uh, you know, we need buildings and we need jobs. You know something? They've all been in office. I keep hearing every cycle there's empty, large commercial buildings. There's a university. But what have they done to get a good, high-paying jobs? Okay? They haven't. And, and, you know, and this idea that we need housing, that's another farce. You know, if you go to the, most of the developments like Village of the Park, most of, these, most of these houses were people who came outside the city of Camarillo. In fact, the factory let, outlet, most of the employees there come from Oxnard and different parts. The, the need for housing wasn't based on how many people graduate from Camarillo High who are planning to live here. It's always been, we're always saying we don't have enough house for family. And if businesses are not growing here, right, you're misleading the public. There is there's a need for housing, but the thing is, um, the city uh, is not being very truthful and honest. If you go to these developments, how many people actually lived in the city of Camarillo who buy in these developments? That's how you do your homework. I did that homework when I ran. I didn't just come up with stuff. I try to get the, the best facts possible, and the fact is uh, the city is very good at, at misleading the public. You know, they can do a few nice things. They, they honor the vets. I think that's great, but that's a small part. But when we look at the overall picture and we look at what are you doing to help the community and using the dollars, uh, you know, when we give grant money out, it should be focused on businesses that are in Camarillo and you have done no outreach. There's no outreach has been done. You wait like the month of and then you make a, a simple comment. You should be a year in advance. You should go out there look for to grow this community and create jobs. It's not there. They don't do it. They don't deliver. They don't deliver. They on. don't deliver and they, and, they, and they waste our money. Yeah, and they f- waste your money. They gave $15,000 in cash to Wings Over Camarillo. For an air show with a bunch of bombs and stuff like that. Yeah, and you know why they did it? Because we feel we should give the money out just because uh, we have the money. Well, guess what? You know something? Um, Studio Studio CI, $30,000 in cash. Yeah. And Pleasant he, Valley Park concerts. Those, those stupid concerts down at the park, 60, 60 grand. And, guess and the Christmas Parade, 20, 25 grand. Yeah, well, and, and let me ask you something. Like I said, we haven't, the city of Camarillo has got zero money to the senior center. It's a special uh, district. If you go around to all the other specials, every district got a quarter of a million dollars over the years, or a lot more money. Not, uh, when you look at Camarillo, they gave nothing. Right. And for years I've advocated for it. And you know why? Because I, I remember when I walked around and I talked to a, a man Tell you what, when Charlotte Craven goes to that senior, when she ever has to use that senior center for herself, it'll get money. Well, and here's the thing. Jan McDonald, I remember her saying, uh, I wouldn't take my mother to that senior center. I mean, the park district and, and the city uh, don't get along because the city really wanted to annex the park district. And now, uh, is it a possible ploy to get them in debt so they can uh, take over the park district by creating a bond? Uh, they're responsible. This 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 isn't a separate uh, planet. This isn't a separate nation. Uh, the park district 
we need a senior center. The taxpayers in the city should sh should get a new senior center. It should be first, and then second. If you want to build a gym, save the money, do it. But you know, and and, and that's important. You know, and you know, there's many other things that are important. One of the other things I have never really understand, and I ask councilmen, and they don't want to do it. The city manager doesn't want to do it. We have a lot of people that carry Camarillo on their envelope when they mail stuff, but they live in the county, yet they do all their business in town. They buy gasoline, they buy food, they buy groceries, yet they have no vote in the city at all. They won't allow them to vote. Only uh, If you live in the county, you live by the college, if you live in the Heights, in the heights you don't get to vote. Why not allow you as citizens to vote and you know what's funny the city council doesn't care i brought that issue up i've always been about let everybody have a voice what are you afraid of by letting people in the county who actually carry the last name camarillo on their envelope on their check statements on everything else they buy on their dmv registration let them vote in the city let them have a vote and they won't do it you know why because they don't care and, and I think it just shows how out of touch they are as a city council. I mean, yeah, think it just about goes it. back to what you said. It's their DNA. It's their DNA. And you know something? The, you have to have a disruptor. And so sometimes in life... And that's where you come in. That's where I come in. And, I, and you know something? <laughs> I, I, you know, the thing is, everybody can make a difference in this world. Everybody has an opportunity to change and make the world a better place. I, I really care about Camarillo. I had to move. I have a son as autism was having seizures. Uh, you know, I've had some other challenges. My wife she's got breast cancer. A lot of challenges in my life. So we we had to make that decision for the for for the best of our life. But when I look in this city, it has so much potential, and the council have forgotten one thing. When you get elected, you're there to make life better. And everything you do can affect somebody's quality of life. And when you do there and you hook up uh, people just because you know them or they, they you know. Good old boys. The good know? old boys. And the, the irony is, the fact, what is our motto? The people of the city? That's right. The people of the city. No, the government. The local government's the city. Yeah, that's right. That's, that's it's true. a big club. That's yeah. all it is. Yeah. And if you're not involved in the big club, then, you know, everybody else be damned. Well, the reason why it's like that. Because it's time for an overhaul. You know, society is always better when change comes. And if you don't believe that, smartphones have allowed, you know, I know they can be a problem, but think about if you're retired and you need a shirt or you need something delivered to your house and you can't drive anymore. Today, you can send uh, something on your smartphone. You can get delivery of groceries. You can get a medication. shirt. Medication. You know, so... Think about that. When we ask for an improvement at City Hall, it's time to reform the pension. It's time to, to, to stop giving money to everybody just for the sake of because, because we'll be doing it forever. Right. You know, that's what, you know, you ask Craven, we've done it forever, so therefore we should follow him. No, that's not the criteria anymore. That's the criteria is to overhaul a system that doesn't work for the people. Hey, just be, just because that you've done something a certain way for a long time doesn't mean you're doing it right. Well, exactly. And if you're doing it right, uh, tell me it's right to have a firehouse empty for 20 years and, and it was bought to open a restaurant by Mike Morgan. And, and uh, no parking. You, using taxpayer money so the city 
can operate a restaurant. How about buying a courthouse? Okay, they don't know even know what to do with it because there's not enough space. They can't go into the uh, the school district. So now you have another red herring. You had a library. And look at the boulevard. How many times they've given that that thing a facelift? I mean, this is an abortion. Yeah, exactly. I mean, look, look, we had a nice bridge going, uh, Fulton Bridge. <coughs> well, that's gone. And now we have the shortest on ramp in the state. Now, is that the state's doing or the city's doing? I don't know. But I mean, it's just. Uh, They've spent millions of dollars over the last 30 years giving facelifts to Ventura Boulevard. And there's no, hardly any place to walk. There's, there's not one place for anybody who's uh, handicapped. There's not one. Yeah. Well, uh, it's just... And it's just because they're not serving the people when their decision-making is... You can't take a left. If you're going east of Ventura Boulevard, you want to take a left and park in the Establos parking lot? You can't do it. you got to drive across. you got to go through the light, make a U-turn at the train station, come back, make another right. It's just abortion after abortion after abortion. It's always some problem, and it never, ever gets better. It just keeps getting worse. And you know it's bad when, like I said... You go, you personally go to city council meetings as often as you can when you're in town. You give a passion speech, and then you got five talking heads, and the two people next to them, the, the manager and the attorney, basically tell them what to say. And they never address your pro- your questions. They never answer your questions. They just keep going, all right, next, that, next. I mean, that's, that's, that's all. Next, another problem. Okay, sweep that under the rug. Well, it's just over and over and over again, like a broken record. Well, and here's another thing. You brought up a very good point. Uh, why is it, if you watch city council meetings over the years, they, they'll, when they're interested and they like you, God, they'll so further good. dive into and ask you questions. When it's somebody you don't like, there's no response. And let me tell you this. Well, if they're not interested in solving your, the people's problems, that's, that's what I was saying, I was saying earlier. They, it's not, <coughs> I'm sure they don't like you. But I mean, I'm not saying it's that it's that it's people they dislike. They just want to talk to developers or whoever's in their best interest, not the people's best interest. Otherwise, otherwise you'd get five, six, seven, fifteen, twenty, thirty minutes, an hour and a half to talk. Oh no, can't have that. And you can't applaud. You know, you can't applaud if what you say makes the council look good. If it, if it fuels their ego, oh yeah, applaud all day long. But if you boo, boo, you do anything like that, oh yeah, like they, you know, they want you out of there. Well, what's funny... It's a kangaroo court up there. Well, let's put it this way. They have a policy committee, right? So think about this. Whether you like me or don't like me is irrelevant. So let's start with this. Have you never noticed when people come there with complaints, uh, it dies because you never... They never follow up at the next meeting and go, Matt Lormer came here. He had a question. We talked to him. He gave us some ideas. We might implement them or may not. You never see that. And what happened is you realize your local government, the city of Camarillo and the councilman, are no longer connected to the people. When people come there, and as few as people come down there, and they have a good idea or they think we should have a change, they don't embrace it at all. And what that becomes is they're no longer a representative of the people because they've chosen not to even have a dialogue in any capacity. No emails, no phone numbers. Hey, do me a favor. Go to City Hall and Public Records and ask how many city council meetings uh, Jeffrey has any council member, even the city manager. Talk about Jeffrey Madden. Yeah. She's a city clerk. Yeah. If 
if the city manager has even called anybody and have it brought them down for dialogue, how about having a dialogue with citizens uh, who come down there and have issues with the city, have a meeting and go, hey, you know, let's talk about this. Why, what can we do to fix things? But they don't do that. And so, you know, when, you, when you're listening to this podcast today, there's very simple things that you got to wonder what's going on. I mean, let's put it this way. It's not my fault. You've had empty buildings for 15, 20 years. It's not my fault you had a scandal where there was embezzlement where they get city money and Mr. Morgan wasn't even admonished. It's not my fault that Mr. Morgan was going around last season and was pretending to be a code enforcement officer. and Just to hang up his, his signs. And yeah. and, and His political signs to run for office. And we can go into many things where the city, uh, you know, like I said, when was the last time when the city set goals, they didn't have a goal about... Uh, you know, time management, reducing the time it takes to get things accomplished. And uh, when was the last time they talked about reducing costs? The city manager, I haven't seen him once saying, hey, let's reduce some costs. And by the way, let's focus in on issues that the citizens need. But yeah. when the citizens feel they're not important anymore, they don't show up, and there, there is an underlying issue, and it's called the DNA disconnect with your citizens in this community. It's not, you're right, the city manager is not open to how he conducts the process. If you notice, they never want to talk about how they come to the decisions they do. Well, yeah, they have these study sessions, but they have study sessions for study sessions. I live in Boa County, and I went to the county, and they are going to raise taxes because of the prisoners. I actually got to have a dialogue back and forth. So is there a prison there? Well, there's a prison in uh, the county up near uh, New Boston, and they want to raise the taxes, so... I went there to speak against the increase, and I asked uh, the commissioners, and we actually had a dialogue back and forth. And it was very interesting because in Texas, uh, I was shocked because there was a dialogue back and forth. Here, it's like they listen, but they don't listen in camera. They, they really, and you know how you know they're not listening? They hear, it's, but they don't listen. This is really important. Watch the city councilman. See if they ever write anything down while people are talking. I see Tony with a pad, but most of them don't write anything down. They look at you. They stare at you. They think you're evil. And, you know, let me tell you something. If you ask to see what notes they wrote and what they remember from that meeting, could they tell you what I spoke about in a week from now or, or a month from now? Did they, have, did they write any notes? And what are they doing to improve the quality of improving the system that they think works so well, but it doesn't. Again, you know, you can't judge people only by their actions, and the actions are empty buildings, uh, not holding people accountable, and so on and so forth. I mean, there is not enough time in the podcast to go over all the issues, but again, the clear issues are pretty, uh, it's not hard to figure out. When you drive by Ventura Ball and you see the firehouse, that's really sickening that they bought it to open a restaurant, oh, and yeah. it's still empty. I mean, even if I say I was a city can, uh, Cameron City Council member, for sake of argument, and I just want to do a half-ass job. I mean, after the fourth or fifth meeting, when you come and complain to me, I'd fix whatever it is you're complaining about just to get you off my ass. They don't even do that. There's nobody held accountable. That's why I said yeah. to you, you need a citizen advisory committee. And this committee would decide on raises for everybody. They could, the city council would no longer be able to give themselves a, a, rent, a raise increase. Uh, also for the city manager, city attorney. And there should be a cap 
on how much they make. There's a cap. You know there's a cap on how much you pay your employees. You know, if you go to be a maintenance worker in the city of Camarillo, they have a cap. They don't have continuous raises. So There's a ceiling, yeah. There's a ceiling. So why is it that we don't have a ceiling for the top of the top? Because you know why? They think they're better than anybody. And there's and, and nobody's discussed this in this country or locally, but there should be a cap. And if you don't like it, there's plenty of young people that could come in here, and if you set a direction, uh, they would love that opportunity. But you know what it is? Um, anybody's replaceable. And I think the city, uh, its biggest problem is, is the people have got in there, uh, give themselves much money they want, they buy what they want. They have no reason to get anything done because there's nothing. What you need to do is tie in and say, look, if you don't get something passed, you're going to get a 30% cut in your pay. And if you don't get accomplished, you lose it. I mean, I think it should be, you That's know. That's fair enough. That's what happens in other aspects of life. Well, Hell, NFL players, yeah, they make a lot of money. But the thing about it, they don't show up for practice. It's a $30,000 fine or whatever. That's right. There's no incentive to do a better job. That's right. And so I think the only way to do that is because they've become lazy and complacent. And, you know, I, I, I like the salad bar approach. You know, the salad bars when you go to the hospital and they charge you by the ounce? Yeah. Well, guess what? We're going to pay you by the ounce of work you get done. <laughs> you know, I hate to say or, it. Or, but take, or take away from the ounces of food that they eat in our dime. Yeah, I mean, maybe we need to, uh, you know, but the idea... That that you've uh, you know you can't get pension reform you don't do anything and you your salaries go up and up if you're at the top of the food chain and you know I you as a taxpayer should really care about that because if you don't uh, if you're younger when you retire and you your roads look like crap in Ventura or you're at the city of Oxnard and they want to close the performing ox performing art center because they need a million dollars worth of roof repairs um it could be at your doorstep sooner than you think so you should really take an interest in your local city council and see that it's time to clean up the dna and i i think it's really time to fire some people and i think you know what it is uh, it's not about firing people for enjoyment. It's about making changes and protecting the assets. And this is not something that we can allow. I mean, the Camera Ranch is ridiculous. I don't know how to run it. I lose money for years. And we've since April, what has Sean and Charlie Craven done? Well, we're going to have negotiate. How can you negotiate with people who fail? You know, if you worked at a place... Yay. Hey, it's simple as this. If we ran... The country, think about it. If you went to a fast food place and the guy said, I'm not sure I want to make a burger. You come through this, the drive-thru and you go, I want a burger. Well, I'm going to get around to it in about a few hours. I mean, burgers, a few years. A few years. And it's the same with groceries. What if we didn't grow food because today we don't feel like doing it? We're going to go watch TV the whole day. I mean, it's, it's real easy to grasp and understand. They, this, they have created a system where... They feel they don't have to accomplish anything. It's like, it they're, takes it's years, like they're made men. It's like they're made men, the mafia. That's right. They get in there, they're entrenched, they can do anything they want to. Yeah, and they don't get things right. done. And you know something? Three of them ran on a premise of cleaning it up, and you haven't done it. You haven't changed the system. And the system is time management and getting things done. And excuses after excuses, that's all they offer. Well, let's, let's, right, I, I, I totally agree with you, and I love the points that you're making, but let's... Let's shift gears just a little bit. Okay. Tony, Sean, and Susan are the newbies. Yeah. 
for anybody just tuning in. Yep. Um, what do you think of them, Sean and Susan, thus far, and Tony, especially Sean and Susan, because now well, Tony, Tony, people don't know. It. I mean, he spent fifty thousand dollars for a on his, from his own money for a gig that pays seventeen thousand dollars base salary. Well, let's go into that. Let's go into that. When I ran for city council the first two times, uh, the cap was between four to six thousand dollars to run for council. Tony spent fifty thousand right. dollars. He outspent me. You know, I, I he spent, did the same thing for Measure E when he ran his. Term limits light against our term measure M. That's right. And so when you look at that, you know, here's another thing that's just created. 50000 How many people are going to have $50,000? He's an attorney. To them, that's chunk change. Okay. He probably makes two to $3 million a year, if not more. And the idea that you can go in there and spend that kind of money, there's no way you can compete with that. And uh, that is, it could be a serious problem. Now, the reform in the districts might help because you are in a smaller area. But again, you still face that hurdle of all that cash. Uh, you know, it, I mean, it may be time to really put a limit on how much you can spend on your campaign. Well, yeah, $50,000 for a gig that pays a base salary of $17,000 a year, that's like uh, me putting $50,000 to Pleasant Valley School District for a, a, to work you know, as a part-time janitor. That, to me, is just absurd. Well... Exactly, and and the thing is, uh, look, uh, I'm not crying because I lost election, but there's no way I'm going to compete with that kind. When you're running that many flyers, and you're paying for people to walk on doors, I mean, it's just to me, it's it's just sickening. Well, I saw you going door to door before I even met you. Yeah, I saw Roy yep. Via going door to door before I ever really met him. Now I knew Roy Via. Vaguely, as a child, because I played soccer with his son Nathan, but I, I, you know, as an adult, I never saw him until he ran, and I, I just mm -hmm. see him—he's walking all over town. Yeah, oh, there's there's Roy Villa, he's running for city council. I I never saw Tony once. I've never seen him out walking the streets. Yeah, he, st he sits on the corner once a month at the at the farmers market with a blank expression on his face and probably an even blanker piece of paper on his clipboard, and people and I see hundreds and hundreds of people just walking right, shuffle right by him, just avoiding him. Well, no one's ever talking to him. Well, I, I and I think people are disappointed uh, in the new candidates. And uh, you know, you want to talk about Susan? Well, let's talk about her or her. She's in. You know, she's supposed to work for the citizens. You know, she comes in half tired, and and basically when she votes, she she looks over to other. I agree with him. <laughs> she she she. You know, I don't. You know, three of them ran. That's and, not leadership. Yeah, and they ran, and I don't think she thought she was going to win. And when she got to win, but, you know, she works over, you know. Casa Pacifica. Casa Pacifica, works a full-time job. She gets in there. She goes through the motions. You know, once in a while, she'll come out of her shell. But, you know, it's like Kevin. Kevin's low energy. And the only time he talks is, I remember he was talking about Coco's. It's been empty for a while. He really, rarely has much to say. He's very low energy. Um, you know, and then you look at, uh, you know, Sean, you know, Sean made a thing that, you know, I don't think people wanted him to vote exactly the way everybody wants to vote, but he was supposed to go in and hold people accountable And the Canberra ranch has got to be one of the most disappointing things because, uh, look, if you don't know what you're doing and you've been appointed a position and you're telling everybody in an ad hoc meeting, that I don't know how to run it. I don't know how to read a balance sheet. That's a PL profit and losses. 
Uh, you overpay people a million dollars. You have no money to. This rely. was Charles Devlin saying all this. That's right, Charles Devlin and, and Martin Daly. Martin Daly too. I mean, these and you know why they Daly did. was a banker for crying out loud. Well, and here's the thing. Again, the city council set no objective. These are the people who are voted in office, and you know, and uh, think about it. They were voted in office, and then they. Um, Put these people in charge, but they set no direction. If you notice, the city council allows people to do whatever they want, and they don't set a course. They don't, you know, the Cameron Ranch is like, here you go, here's a place, do what you want. They don't pay rent for years. They overpay their employees. It's like a private club, you know. And and, and the thing is, is that's not leadership. That's not why you hire city council. Tony Tremblay has been there for a few years. Why didn't he vote against these people? I mean, the problem is. All these people are connected. They go to events, wine. They go to the chamber of events, and there has to be a disconnect because you got to hold people accountable. And because you don't hold accountable, you got a system where taxpayers they should taxpayers there should be money coming in there. Yeah. I mean, I'm gonna tell you something. Uh, they should be paying, I believe, twenty thousand dollars a month in rent, and that would cover the cost of maintaining that building. It should be put in account. And that's it. And the idea that somehow people got in there and they tell you they don't know how to run it. They do, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and it's just really embarrassing. The uh, uh, and you know, I understand Sean's new. <coughs> he's still relatively. He hasn't been in office even a year yet. No, and I agree. And, and he and he's you know, but he he made some pretty good promises, or pretty deep promises. And you know, I was at that ad hoc meeting. It just looked to me like he was just getting pushed around. Well, I mean, and, and I mean, how many times did you go to the Camarillo Ranch to bat for him, playing playing bad cop? Well, let's put it this way: they also sh- tried to shake down money, ask them to donate time and money, and and they were abusive. They were, I mean, Charles Devlin was really abusive on that board. They don't take notes. If you go there, none of the people take notes that are on the board, and you know, you look at it and you go. How is it that you're going to negotiate with people who don't understand? I don't get it. Sean has never been called out, and all of them. You know, he, so did, are you still in contact with him? Uh, you know, uh, I sent him a couple of um, texts asking for him to call me, but apparently, he, you know, you know, he used to say, "If I get elected, I can take criticism from anybody." But it seems like today, you know. Uh, I don't text him every day. I text him once or twice to ask for him to call me. No response at all. Nothing. And so, you know, that's not the... And, and you endorsed him. Uh, well, I... I you campaigned for him. I campaigned for him. <coughs> I hung door handles. Well, I got to tell you, I did I did endorse him. Okay. But I'm, I'm very displeased. You know each council member. You've talked to each council member personally. Correct. So yep. I'll, I'll give you a name, and you just give me a couple words to explain your experience dealing with them on a personal level. Okay. It could be council member or past council member. Have, okay. Have you ever talked to Dave Norman in person? Uh, Dave Norman, um, yes. And Dave Norman, I tried to get a meeting with him. I called his secretary. I talked to him. And he basically said, I don't have time for you, and walked right away from me. What about Brian Perrick? Brian Perrick is, um, I have all the answers. There's nothing you can tell me. I'm not interested. We've made our decision. Not open to any process or change. Sean Molshe. Sean Molshe. A young man 
who has a good vision, who was on the premise of being a person that could accomplish things and wanted to hold, uh, hold people accountable, but when it comes down to it, doesn't seem to have the uh, want or the ability or the drive to hold people accountable. It's almost like he has problems with, with authority, male authority. He's, I, very, I, he's too submissive. Susan Santangelo. Susan Santangelo, I would say, wants to save the world. I've texted her a couple times about looking into things, and she'll say to me, I don't have time, I'm working, end of story. But what's funny is she, recently she was on Facebook, because people did it, she was at the Kenny Awards. Uh, she was also took time to go down to the border. Uh, I think those are all great causes, but she made a point of going all over the internet with it. When is where is the passion for representing the citizens of Camarillo? Yeah, I mean, I respect her passions for uh, her causes. Yes, I, I don't. Do I don't necessarily agree with her, but I, I, I respect her passions. But and we haven't seen anything on that scale out here. No, no, right. She hasn't done anything. No, like no, that. no, right. That's what I'm getting at. You know, the guns, the open borders. The wall and all those, all those things. None of those pertain really to Camarillo. All you got to do is basically be fiscally conservative with people's money. I don't care about being socially liberal. I'm socially liberal, but I don't, I don't care about those causes outside of my my city. That's more a state or a country thing. It's just, it's, it's, and she does a lot of identity politics. Well, and let's let's talk about something real quick. You you brought in the guns. Here's a prime example. She tried to bring on the floor at the city council. I know. Uh, that we would write a letter that we should oppose gun shows. What other bill has she proposed for the city of Camarillo to do something for the citizens of Camarillo? She right. took the time to go through that. She has to her bring own, it to the floor. She seems to have her own agenda. But Charlotte Craven. Charlotte Craven um, is probably one of the most um, introverted people I've ever met. She is a person that doesn't like anybody to question her. And when they do, she, she'll go after you. I remember the last time I ran, and she started going, well, you haven't done anything. And you, she, you know, uh, the chamber put her last, you know. And, you know, um, she is, uh, she is not open to new ideas. Um, uh, I think she, uh, you know, Chris Valenzano is a prime example. Chris Valenzano, he, she said, uh, and I know this for a fact, that she was going to endorse Chris Valenzano. You be my little pet. You stay out of trouble. You go on the, uh, on the planning commission, <laughs> and I'll, and you be my little pet monkey. I'll pet you if you bananas, and you can have my position. Then she went back on her word, decided she was going to um, run again, and then. When Chris was no longer be able to run because he came, he, he became a, a dead racehorse, um, you know, and, and Chris uh, sold his soul to to the devil. And she that's what she is. She did the same thing to me. She tried to get me to get me to become some type of, hey, you want to sit on a board? No, not, I really don't because I think you're conniving. I think you're trying to silence me. And personally, I don't think you've done very well for the city. I think you have a lot of issues. I'm going to tell you. Jan McDonald. Jan McDonald is about Jan McDonald. It's her little world. Um, prime example, uh, when she lost the election, she told the folks that she lost. 
She got them all to quit for concerts of the park. Jan McDonald's the one who said, I'll never forget when, when uh, the Pleasant Valley Park District, they had a meeting. I was there. And um, Dan Robrato said to, uh, to uh, the city manager, you know, yeah. Bruce Fang, hey, um, you know, we need to, we want to build a senior show. And he said, you can't walk and chew gum. And then um, Jan McDonald said, I wouldn't bring my mother over there, you yeah. know. Yeah. And so, you know, uh, she was very in herself. You know, she never had anybody help her during her campaigns, but she, she ran on the premise, I'm against development. But she was really closed-minded. You know, I remember her coming to me and saying, you hate the city, you hate us. I go, no, I love the city. You don't know me. We've never even had a meeting. In fact, you guys, not one of you ever called me for a cup of coffee. Unless you're a developer, okay, because developers, when they were building... Special villages, interest, yeah. Yeah, when you're a village of the park... Uh, okay, you were going to dinners they invited to you. You've had phone calls with them. Most of the public doesn't understand because there's no caps on this kind of crap. They go to dinner, they go they go to these events, and then the developer shows it's big, up. It's a big circle jerk. It's a freak, yeah, exactly, because there's no limitation on how they do it. They sneak around. But Jan McDonald is for Jan McDonald. And when it's not serving her, it's, it doesn't matter. I hate to say it. Uh, Kevin Kildee. Kevin Kildee um, plays it safe. Kevin Kildee won't step out of his box. Okay, he is low energy. Yeah, he'll talk. About, like I said, I remember the cell towers. Uh, he was all into the oh, you know, cell towers or Cocos or when Topper's Pizza was getting a remodel or moving across the street yeah. on O'Neill. He was so concerned they weren't working on it. Um. You know, what was that same concern for the firehouse of the the Salter or the uh, the courthouse? Uh, well, Kev <laughs> Kevin Kevin rarely has anything to add to the picture. Oh he, yeah, no, no, I know. I he he is like the caboose on the train. He go, he's just hooked on there because he's part of the train. It doesn't mean you add to the the like the box behind the engine where the firewood is, or the compartment that holds the luggage, or the passengers. Kevin has always been the caboose, and, um, you know, I mean, I have talked to the guy, and he's not open to, um, he's not open to any type of change. He's like, well, this is the way it is, and, you know, you know. Very he, vanilla. And let's put it this way. He's never really delivered. I mean, he, uh, let me yeah. tell you something. Uh, think about this. His dad got a park in his name. And Kevin has never been an advocate to build a senior center. So you tell me how somebody gets a park named after your father and you won't even support a senior center. I have one more name for you. Okay. Your favorite. <laughs> and who would that be? Mike Morgan. Mike Morgan is about the biggest manipulator I've ever seen. I have to tell you. Uh, Mr. Morgan... Um, is Everybody knows he goes around town, or at least he did, telling everyone he's the mayor, getting free lunches, free Well, and, and here's the thing. He used his office to benefit himself. And, you know, during the last election, uh, I caught him. He was, he was uh, you know, the, uh, the gas station owner. All right? Um, got 50 bucks. 
and he got money from Mr. Morgan, and Mr. Morgan later on said, oh, I was there visiting. No, you weren't. You were you were at Chevron. Yeah, was he? It was Bookie? Put $50 yeah, down on he the He was Dallas at Chevron. He, he went to Chevron because I was getting <laughs> gas. I saw him in there, and I asked the lady. I had his picture, and he said he was a code enforcement officer. Okay? And so the thing is, I went to the police department, and He's they wouldn't. not a code, code they, enforcement officer. They wouldn't do an investigation. Yeah. And the city uh, attorney. That's what you're saying. And, and, and Morgan's gone around for years telling everybody he's an ex-cop. <coughs> what was he, an ex-parole officer or something like that? He wasn't a cop. Well, well here's the thing. You don't have to take it from me. Many people in this city have had complaints about Mr. Morgan. Okay, it didn't take me to start it, but it, what him and my relationship got worse because he approached me, called the son of a bitch. I mean, several times, um, he 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 got and he he thought he could intimidate me, and the thing is. For years, his conduct has been unacceptable. There you go back to the DNA. They protected him. They allowed him to, for his bad conduct. And and that's because the city manager, Bruce Fang, and the city manager, Dave Norman, and the city attorney, Brian Perrick, allowed it. Yeah. Because he, he, when, he said you were full of shit on, on TV. Well, let's put it this way. He cussed at me on TV. He, he made all kinds of comments. And nothing from the other council members. No the one scolded him. They have no, no respect. Apology. Hey, let me tell you something. The council has no respect. And that's, for, that's also a lack of leadership by yeah, his fellow council members. Well, exactly. And so, you know, uh, you know, there is a problem there at City Hall. And the problem is, it's because of culture. The culture there is, I'm a city mayor. I'm a city manager. I'm a city attorney. I'll vote for your raises. You protect me. I'll protect you. And so you created this system that is is corrupt to the core. And it's not. And I don't. And when I say corrupt, I mean it's the actions you lack of taking. You don't hold people accountable. I don't want to say I'm the greatest person. I'm just one element. It's like a car. A car needs tires, fuel, glass. I'm just one element you're, of you're, a car. You're, you're the horn. That's it. I'm the horn. And sometimes the <laughs> horn works and sometimes it doesn't. Oh, well, it usually always works, but it depends on how you use it. But uh, you, you do a good job, man. Well, you know... Uh, tell us more about the volunteer work you, you've done. The volunteer work I've done. So let me tell you the volunteer work. One of the things in life is uh, I have a son who's got autism. And he was born. The, the bills were a million two fifty. And so uh, I had a friend one time, there's a church in Simi Valley called New Hope. And for years I donated my truck, uh, gas, and time to go get stuff from Food Share to feed the homeless in Simi Valley for about five and a half years. Um, eventually the church uh, fell in uh, disrepair due to uh, issues in the church. You know, there was a minister that couldn't keep his hands off parishioners and so the thing finally blew up and so uh that time i talked to bob and he's a friend of mine and i said hey i want to you know when i was running for city council i kind of went to camarillo and the seniors weren't taking their pills they didn't have enough money because the rent's high and i wanted to start a food pantry and so every friday for about six or seven years uh i would go to um we used to go to Vaughn's and Albertsons, and then it morphed into Trader Joe's. And every Friday, um, we'd load up a truck full of food, a couple places, using my gas, my truck time. And we'd go there, 
and seniors would show up this Friday. Same thing every Friday. Um, people come by and get food, and seniors. The budgets are so tight. The rents here can be a couple thousand dollars. Even seniors don't have a lot of money. And so without that food, um, they couldn't survive before they were cutting their pills in half. So I volunteered for years. And so, you know, I moved. My friend continues to operate the pantry. The park district has been a wonderful thing. They allowed me to the directors. I can't thank them enough. And by the way, let's throw this back on the city. When I was back there, I asked Bruce Fang and the city council, and they told me to go to hell. They said, we don't need to feed our people. I mean, this is, I mean, this is how they treat people. I mean, I mean, they didn't care. They didn't care. You know, you would think they would offer to do something. Hey, yeah. what can we do, Mount Lorimer, to help? You know, you're donating your truck, your gas and time. Nothing. Not a damn thing for the last seven years. Did they go to the park district? Let's say you don't like me. Hey, I know you're getting food over there. Can we get you tables? Do you need gas card? Do you need anything? Manpower? Anything. Anything. You know some? No help at all. None. Typical. And you know something? That's shameful. It is. And, and you want to know why there's a DNA problem? When you don't even care enough to go over to that senior center and offer any type of financial help to Some feed sort people. sort of service. Anything. anything. Right. Okay, the volunteers. There's people out of Simi Valley because they love the seniors there and they know they need food. They have a food pantry there. They come up here, pick up food from Westlake and Thousand Oaks, and they and they and they bring it to thing. When was the last time the city gave them an award? You okay. know, yeah. for, you know, and and they should they should recognize it. You don't want to recognize me? Fine, I'm gone. Doesn't matter. It's not about me. But imagine people coming from Simi Valley to go to stores, use their car, gas, and time to bring food to feed seniors in Camarillo. I'd call that a pretty amazing thing. I'm proud that I did that, helping feed the homeless and help feeding the the seniors in Camarillo has been one of the greatest things I've accomplished. I may not have got elected to city council, but sometimes you can make a difference. You don't need to be in office. It's water on the bridge, man. So Hey, I'm proud of you. It's a pleasure to know you, and I thank you so much for coming on the podcast, man. Hey, thank you very much, and I wish always the best for the people of Camarillo. You do have a choice in your future. All you have to do is raise your voice, speak out, and make decisions at the voters' ballot box. <laughs> well, you got to hand it to a guy that lived in Camarillo for 20 years, moves to Texas, flies all the way back just to be a guest on my podcast. He was happier than a pig in slop, when afterwards I offered to take him to lunch in exchange for flying all the way out here to do the podcast. See, he thought I was going to buy him McDonald's or Burger King or Subway. But when I asked if he liked Italian food, he started doing cartwheels. And I do believe if he had a tail, it would have been wagon like an airplane propeller.